Hello, and welcome to the Self Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com, and I'm here to talk about all things self sufficiency. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 230 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today we're on part 7 of my complete food self-sufficiency challenge series and we're going to be talking about beverages. So I'm going to be talking about all the different things I'm planning on drinking in September. I'm going to be talking about my expectations, what the challenges are, and uh, also a possible sort of sub-challenge that I may set myself for the last week of this month or the month of September when I'm going to be undertaking this challenge. Now, when it comes to drinks, I think really the place to start is having a look at what I am drinking currently. And as regular listeners will know, one of the things that's really at the front of my list of concerns is that I drink a fair amount of coffee, or at least I did until quite recently. Now, I've dealt with this in a number of different ways. I think coffee is a two-part thing because firstly, there's the drink itself and the taste that we're used to and is something I enjoy a great deal. I enjoy it. You know, I enjoy decaf coffee as well as regular, but then you've got that caffeine as a second part of the equation. So I've been dealing with them very very differently so I've basically been weaning myself off caffeine over the last three or four months and I'm pretty much there I have to say it's quite rare that I have a caffeinated coffee these days if I do I'm out the house we don't have any in the house anymore it is something I miss but I hope that I'm going to be kind of over it by the time September rolls around and once I've gone all of September, I don't think I will look back because much like any of my other vices, which I've struggled with in the past and had to give up, once I've got over the hump, it just gets easy and you don't think about it anymore. And then, you know, it's a nice place to be. It's one less thing to be beholden to. And that idea is one I'm very, very keen on. So I'm thinking that the caffeine side of it will be dealt with before September. However, I have taken steps to ensure I can have at least one or two caffeinated beverages, should I so choose. And that is because we have got some tea plants here. We've got some Camellia sinensis, which is a Himalayan tea plant and it's really well suited to the UK climate so if you wanted to be self-sufficient in tea unless you drink several cups a day I think it's a realistic thing that you could do I think you genuinely could with just maybe 20 or so really big pots of tea plants I think you could easily generate enough tea to have a few cups a week and you know I'm not going to have that much and you know because they really suffered with the transplant I thought I'd lost them all I won't lie that they lost all their leaves but they've come back this year and they're doing okay so I think I'm going to be able to have a cup or two of green tea and I'm going to be doing that I think as part of a nice experiment to really get to grips with it and learn how you go about processing the plant and stuff as well even if I'm not desperate for the caffeine I think that's something I'm going to enjoy learning and you know getting involved with so that's the first thing to say is you know you can think about other options outside of coffee if coffee's your drink for for your caffeine and you know tea is the immediate and fairly simple way that you can basically grow your own caffeinated beverage now 
The other things I drink are, at the moment, I'm drinking quite a lot of milkshake and I'm drinking a fair amount of kombucha. But the thing that's blindsided me a little bit and I hadn't really realised is when I drive around, I actually drink canned drinks, fizzy drinks, and uh, I drink a brand of cola which has caffeine in it. And it hadn't even occurred to me until recently that I was actually getting some caffeine that way. So that's something I'm going to be, again, looking at and weaning myself off in preparation for September. And it's something else I won't look back at. I've always, I've got this vision in my head of the perfect me. And, you know, when I'm out and about, I just carry water with me. And, but it's something that, I won't lie, I've always struggled with. I've never been a big fan of a glass of water. I've just never enjoyed drinking it. And I'm not ashamed to share that with you. That's just how I am. And I don't even drink cordial that often. But again, I'm starting to get into it. We do have quite a lot of elderflower cordial that I can use in September because we made some with honey. I've got two bottles of that cordial in the freezer. And it's a very different experience. It's it's quite different to the stuff we made with sugar. It's equally nice and it is elderflowery. It's just a bit different. It's a bit, uh, it's difficult to describe the difference. It's just a subtle change in the flavor. But um, I do have that and that's actually really delicious. And my milkshake. So at the moment I use a shop-bought milkshake powder. And, you know, I'm not... I I do my best, but I'm far from perfect. You know, there are things that we purchase in the shops and uh, I do use a shop-bought milkshake powder just because I don't think I have the time at the moment to be making as much of the, you know, traditional old-fashioned flavorings for my milkshake as I might do one day. But, um, you know, I can easily substitute that out for something like our strawberry compote, which we already use to flavor ice creams and uh, yogurts. So there are options there which are available to me as well. But I do think realistically what's going to happen is I'm just going to be drinking more water and I'm going to have to just get used to it. It's not something I, you know, really drink, but I'm just going to have to get used to it. And I'm okay with that. When it comes to hot beverages, though, when it comes to non-caffeinated hot beverages, I am literally spoilt for choice. There are so many beautiful teas that I actually genuinely enjoy drinking, which are just made from foraged items. Cleaver tea. You might know it as sticky weed, but cleaver tea is actually really quite nice. Um, Nettle tea is another option. I'm not as big a fan of that, but some people like it. Linden tea, tea made with the blossom of the lime tree is another option. But my favorite, and I have mentioned it several times on the show, is turkey tail tea. Turkey tail is an extremely common mushroom. It's really easy to find, and it makes, for me, the best tea of all of the foraged items. And I really genuinely enjoy it. So I think that's probably going to be my go-to beverage for a hot drink throughout all of September. So we're just coming up to turkey tail season. It's not going to be long and it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be really easy to find and forage. So I'm going to make sure that I stock up on plenty of that. You can now support the show directly. Just go to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. You can become a patron and set up to donate to the show from any amount. Pledging as little as $3 a month makes a huge difference. 
if that's not your thing. You can also support the show by sharing it with people you know or posting about it on social media. We really appreciate all the help that you give us. It's people like you that make this show possible. Now, the other thing that I haven't mentioned is fruit juice. So I'm hoping that in September we'll be able to harvest some pears and some apples and make some fruit juice. Pears, in our experience, make much more juice, much easier than apples, but we have an absolute abundance of both. So when it comes to a cold, sweet drink, they may well be taking up a significant portion of my intake and coupling that with the water. I think that's kind of going to deal with it. And of course, even if I decide when it comes, we're talking about sweet, cold drinks now, even if I decide not to go to the effort of making things like strawberry milkshake I can of course just drink the milk which I really enjoy so I think the the drinks are a part of it that I perhaps didn't or haven't thus far given as much consideration to as the food and I do think if I'm honest it's probably the thing I'm going to struggle with more than the food because when it comes to the food I just feel like we're already or I personally how I live and eat I'm so much further down that road already that it's only going to be fairly small changes to my diet in most of my meals. And the biggest upheaval I'm going to see is in the prep work, you know, in the amount of work involved to get all these things on the plate and save these things and forage these things and what have you. Whereas with drinks, because it's something I don't really think about generally, it's something I think a lot less about, I think that's going to be the biggest jarring experience is you know when I'm out and about in the car and I'm just used to reaching for a can of cola and there is nothing there but water I think I'm really going to feel the pinch on that but say la vie I will uh, I will grin and bear it that's how it's going to be now I did mention at the start of the episode that I'm considering adding an additional challenge to my September challenge for the last week now I am obviously allowing myself access to I say obviously I assume it's obvious I'm allowing my access myself access to tap water throughout this process well what I may do depending on how I feel and I'm not going to make a decision until I'm there but depending on how I feel after the first two or three weeks I may add an additional element and that will be that I'm actually going to harvest my own water as well and if I do that then I'll do it through one of two ways we will capture rainwater which I will then obviously filter and boil or probably just boil if I'm honest and we also have a river that runs near our house which I will definitely have to filter quite dramatically and boil before it's drinkable and I'm considering adding that for the last week so for the last week I'm completely self-sufficient in food and even my water so it's something that if I don't do it in the last week of September then I'll do it as its own challenge because it's something that interests me a great deal and I'd love to do it it's something that excites me and I want to try you know making my own water filters as well I'm not going to be purchasing anything to filter the water through we're going to be using a homemade device so Again, if if that happens in September, then of course I will document it thoroughly. And if it doesn't, then it will happen at some other time. It's something that's been on my radar for a little while. And, you know, as a bit of a fun idea. For me, that's a fun idea. It's something I'll really enjoy. 
I'm really keen on learning all sorts of different bushcraft skills and what have you. And this fits, fits really nicely into that category, I think. So there you go. That's about all I've got to say on beverages and where I stand. I do have lots of options. I think for hot drinks, we're going to be talking about foraged teas and then for cold drinks and sweet drinks we're going to be talking about fruit juices predominantly and some cordials you know like elderflower cordial and then of course I have my milk my goat's milk which is a delight to drink as well so that's where I'm going to be and then we also and one thing I haven't mentioned is kombucha of course and I think we'll be able to harvest enough green tea from our tea plants to make a batch of kombucha and of course we'll substitute out the sugar we would normally use for honey and we'll substitute out the fruit tea bags we would normally use for homegrown dried fruit so that side of things I think is going to be fairly simple and that will give me actually a good dose probably five or six wine bottles full of kombucha which I think will last me through the month just one batch so I think I'm pretty much well I say I'm covered like I say this is going to be the one area of pain that I can foresee just because it's going to be such a juxtaposition against what I'm used to and it's all about comfort and habits and what you're used to isn't it but it's an area I don't think I don't I can't see that I'm going to be any more ready for it come September the 1st than I am now. We are where we are. So there you go. It's a slightly shorter episode than usual today, but I just don't have much else to say on the subject and I don't feel the need to rabbit on and waste your time listening to me talking about things for the sake of it. So there you go. That wraps us up. Thanks for listening. As always, guys, thanks ever so much for your support of the show. It's, you know, it's you guys who have built this community. Without you, there is no show. So thank you ever so much for listening. Just by downloading the show, you are supporting us. If you want to go a step further, you can share it. Try and find someone who you think might be interested in the show and share it with them or share it on your social media platforms. That's another fantastic way. It's probably the the very best thing any of us could do to grow the audience is to share it somewhere. Thank you ever so much for listening and I'll speak to you really soon. Thanks. If you find this podcast valuable, there's several ways you can support it. The easiest of which is to rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts. You could also talk about it or share it wherever you post online, including your social media pages. And now you can support the podcast directly by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. See you soon.